We're recording. Daddy. Lads, we're back. Constantly buried. Episode 27. I'm here with L. Anya Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> you have to explain that one. Did you hear what I did? I um, was put... So I spelled Anya's name incorrectly on the roster. I just had her as A-I-N-E. So I wanted to change it to A-F-A-D-A-I-N-E. That's very nice of you. Yes, but Get I mean, right. sorry, Anya, a full month later. Um, and I did a find replace all of A-I-N-E and replace it with A-F-A-D-A-I-N-E. So now I'm called Elonia on the, <laughs> on, on the roster. <laughs> Anyhow, I'll fix that maybe in December. <laughs> and I'm here with James Rankin. James, Hi. how's it going? Yeah, I'm great. How are you, Jamie? I'm great. I can't wait to get into this conversation. We have a good one planned yeah, today. Yeah, we do have a good one. So we're going to start off straight into not a training check-in, like a life check-in today. And I asked you this a few minutes ago about give me something that you enjoyed over the past week. And what ensued was three people staring at the wall, <laughs> wondering what did I enjoy last week? Not an easy question to actually have to answer. So go on, Elaine. I'll go first. Uh, so I had my friend, my cousin's wedding at the, on Friday. Uh, I, number one, love a Friday wedding. That's a great shout because if you have too much to drink, you still have a Saturday and Sunday to recover. Yes, um, But yes, I had, so he's my first cousin. So, and we also went to school together we were in the same year. So I met a lot of friends from school, a lot of family members. But my favorite part of the day was definitely just to, get sp- to spend time with my dad. Um, and my brother and his girlfriend and my brother and his wife so we don't get to do that a lot and we looked really nice as well which was nice I enjoy the process well no I stress about the process of getting dressed for a wedding but I'm hair done I'm my makeup done well Doreen said to me Elaine looked beautiful thanks already. very much there you thanks, go thanks but yeah I enjoy getting uh, dressed up you know, twice yeah. a year, uh, but seeing family and spending time just, with family. Just hanging lovely. out and chatting and catching up. The next day was the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, literally, I didn't surface till four o'clock or something ridiculous. And only because Laura brought her children over. Thanks be to God, they actually saved me. Uh, so I was like, well, I have to wash because I have to go see the children, you know. So, yeah, lovely time, lovely family time. We definitely don't do it enough. So I am looking forward to, sorry to use the C word, Christmas. Jamie, because I will get to spend time with my family again. That's uncalled for. That was uncalled for. I know, I'm sorry. Okay, James. Give me something that you enjoyed. Um, well, yeah, I really struggled whenever you first asked this question. And then I was like, I actually had a really good week last week, but it was one of those ones where nothing spectacular. I didn't have a wedding. There was nothing out of the ordinary, but I had lots of nice little moments, like people PB'd in class with their clean 17.5, went really well, all that sort of stuff. But then... The highlight was definitely Jill wakes Paige up every morning as I'm obviously at work. And so they have a morning routine together. And then at the weekends, I'm like, fuck, like, fuck your morning routine. I want to go wake the baby up and spend a bit of time with her. But <laughs> Paige being Paige sometimes doesn't care for me being there. She's just like, yeah, I want to go sit with my mum, have my bottle and have a cuddle. But on Saturday, it was brilliant. She insisted on coming out to the sitting room with me. Like, I, I normally just leave them to it and I go put on the cricket or the rugby or whatever's on. Watch that. I get another 10 minutes apiece before they come out. But Paige brought her bottle out, climbed up on the sofa beside me, insisted frozen got put on. So I was kind of like, that was a bad start to the day. But then she just snuggled into me, had my arm around her, and for 40 minutes, didn't budge. Didn't move. Just proper cuddled with me for 40 minutes. Jill poked her head in and I was like, like, shooing her away. <laughs> I was like, don't ruin anything here. So I just texted her and I was like, 
go have a lion or something <laughs> and we're just going to stay here and it was a perfect start to a saturday morning oh nice yeah, it was really cute i can feel that ah, yeah about that very cool it went all downhill from there she was chaotic <laughs> chaotic the rest of the day wouldn't sit still insisted on frozen going on again and again and again but that moment 40 minutes magic deadly okay so for me then um i actually have two things that came to mind and one of them is very directly a work thing so uh, me and you recorded we're on a new podcast right i had that on my list as well and then yeah. i was like no i'll keep it as a secret yeah. but okay there we, <laughs> but here we go and yeah we're we're gonna launch it soon we're working out in the background and i'm just enjoying the process it's into a new gear it's completely different and we are trying to figure it out isn't that right like we're we're in this process of we know how to do this we know the topic but we're trying to marry the two things together in a new style and it's like mm, not that bit of this and, and there's not even another podcast for us to go and copy like we're literally trying to yeah figure shit out so i'm loving the process of just sitting and, and trying to think about it talk to you about it like try it listen back not not quite that so i'm really enjoying that and that's that feels like uh, sometimes a new gear and work can give you energy rather than you know i know it's work still but it's it's like okay i'm feeling refreshed by it so that's cool the second thing then is you know on a random morning um i got up early as I, like, I tend to get up early anyway, but Doreen got up early as well, and we had we were having coffee. And just a conversation started out of nowhere, which was like um, a big zoom out, like what what are we gonna do with our lives? Sort of, you know one of those ones where you're both on the same wavelength, and we had a, like, within half an hour, I had stuff written down about what I wanna stop doing in my life, what I wanna start doing, and the two of us had this and it's on the fridge now stuck up and it was it felt like this moment of i'm gonna let those things go or i'm gonna figure out a way of stopping doing those things so i can start doing these other things so i can get this thing that i want if it's on the fridge it's gonna happen if as it's well. on the fridge talked yeah about this recently it's a game changer isn't it's it a game changer so it, you know it was just one of those things where you come away like clarity i've got some clarity about lots of areas of what i want to do so is there anything on that that really excites you that you can share now um, let me just think for a second. Um, yeah, no, honestly, it's like, um, it's things that I'm doing and have done for a long time that I'm realizing, um, yeah, I, I enjoy doing those, but if I want to change things, I actually have to figure out a way of stop doing them. So I won't get into specifics, but but it's the it's like oh yeah that thing that i do and i do well and i enjoy it i actually have to stop it though if i want to go and have the life i want to have which is a big like oh shit okay but it feels like very optimistic it feels very exciting it feels like okay deadly change is a good thing so i like it so life is good happy days that's very cool yeah okay so let's get into programming the next seven days like we're getting clo close to the end of the quarter and this is where it's actually all happening we have fucking open workouts just dropping out of the sky we have <laughs> benchmarks we have game day like and it's kind of interesting because i think at the end of the quarter we're almost you know we're getting a bit bored of hitting the same topics all the time to get ready that's kind of how you know you're ready so we're f i feel like the whole group is ready for game day now ready for fran ready for the work that's happening today i know james you've been coaching all morning and it's going off isn't it what a workout this is it's so impressive seeing how you, you know, we talk about it we're like people are definitely ready and we know it but then whenever you see it actually come together you're like 
fuck yeah. Boom, yeah. It's so good happening. Yeah. So, um, so in this period, like I find it's almost difficult to keep everybody really focused on the thing. But at the same time, when you step back from look at the program, we just looked at it. It's actually hard to pick a workout of the week this week because so many cool things. We debated it, right? So we all have one. Elaine, I'm going to get you to go first. What's your workout of the week for the next seven days? So I did have debate, but in a shock to absolutely no one, <laughs> it does involve a squat. <laughs> um, so tomorrow, Thursday, we have a fight on two fronts. Um, so every two minutes for 12 minutes, four front squats. Then we have two minutes rest, and then every 30 seconds for six minutes, four front squats. What is not to love about that? Yeah. I am so excited. Um, and we spoke a bit about motivation last week in um, coach development. And we had to dig deep and be honest with ourselves as to what motivates us. And I'm going to put it out here. I want to be top of the leaderboard tomorrow. <laughs> right, that is, I want, it is going to drive me to go to hopefully a very dark place. Because um, I want to get as heavy as humanly possible. Brooke's probably going to be. <laughs> but I'm really going to try. <laughs> Obviously, the female leaderboard. I just felt her female, by the way. So, yeah, we'll have to, like, puncture Brooke's tires or something tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Brooke, take tomorrow off. Sorry, I've never seen Elaine talk like that before. I'm all fired up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. James has told me I need more of an ego. Yeah. So I can have, hopefully, quietly confident on... But yeah, tomorrow is gonna be yeah. And I train. I'm training at half twelve. Brooke, if you could get in early Here, tomorrow what are you gonna, morning, what are you gonna do great. for the what are you gonna do for the heavies? Don't know. Like four. four I'd say I could do. Go on. Ninety. <gasps> I think because I can do hundred for two, so surely I can do ninety for four. Yeah. No? Yeah. Anyhow, it's gonna be a great day, and, guys. And I think the, uh, the second round where it's every thirty seconds. Yeah. Choosing away for that is going to be tough because that's you got to be, be brave. Disgusting, and it's cleaner from the floor as well. So that's, yeah, that's exactly. Part A's from the rack, part B from the floor. Extra level. Did I actually say ninety? I have to go. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that is big boy lifting. Never mind, big girl lifting. Ninety. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. My secret hope is that I break my quads and don't have to do the anagas and ten k <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> Good plan. There you go. You win and you get out to run. All right, James. What have you got? What do you think? Workout uh, of the week. This is actually really hard. Like today is obviously Whopper 17.1. Um, Friday or Saturday, there's snatching. Friday, there's gymnastics. Sunday is an unreal workout as well. But I think it has to be next Tuesday. Like I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here. Fran is, is on Tuesday. Oh, my God. Like we can't. Like you can't not pick Fran. Like it's... Whenever we released this quarterly workout, remember? do you remember how you wrote it on the board to us? And then you wrote Fran and what my initial reaction was. I was like, head in the hands. I think I went a bit pale. Like, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When I told the coaching team this, it was a resounding, <laughs> oh, oh, fuck, fuck <laughs> I hate you. Why would you do this? Yeah. So I think it has to be work out of the week. Like, like I said earlier about 17.1 today, seeing it all come together for that workout is very cool. But Fran's such like, it's such a big global workout that if anyone's ever done CrossFit for any length of time, they've heard of Fran. It's the ultimate backstory the workout. Ultimate, yeah. It's like you think CrossFit, you think Fran. Yeah, that's just how it goes. Twenty-one fifteen nine. Yeah. So I can't wait. To, I'm dreading doing it. I don't normally train on Tuesdays. Yeah, you're gonna have to rearrange well, yeah, your I'm week. I'm gonna have to rear because you had put it on Wednesday, but Wednesday's my birthday next week, so you moved it. That was very kind. I didn't want to ruin your birthday. I know. Yeah, I don't think that's why he moved <laughs> it, Elaine. It's not why he moved it. He doesn't plan for me at all. But 
then he moves it to Tuesday and so I'm like I'm going to have to figure because I have to do it I just have to it's one of those work when it comes up I can't dodge it it's a I'm real actually, like check in for me I'm actually excited to see a handful of people doing it and you're one of them I can't wait to see how you get on and that's not to, to put you've coached me into that you've coached me in it before do you remember you took a half nine class like maybe two and a bit years ago and we did it it was oh, horrible really? yeah it was horrible I hated you that's the first time I really hated you well <laughs> Thanks, but uh, like I, I feel like uh, there's people I'm tuned into who are like, mm. who I'm now in their story about it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So the result is not the thing; it's how it all, oh, yeah. how it all rolls out, how it transpires. It's gonna be yeah, interesting. So that's so, work out of the week easy yeah. for me. So I think like I have my opinion now as well. You had yours, Elaine, but James is right on this one. That is the workout of the week, I think. But um, it's probably f- for me the one I'm looking forward to is next Monday, and I th- like. I think this is just a fucking cool session. It's a, uh, we're gonna do some exercise we don't usually do. So it's called Gary Owen, which is a great workout name as well. Amazing workout name. A Gary Owen in rugby is an up and under, where you kick the ball up in the air. Up the, uh, up in the air. Um, so we're going up and we're going under with the clean. So we're gonna work on tall cleans. It's not something that we do much work on. And it's a very cool drill and it gets us so fast under the bar. Then we're gonna work on clean pulls for a while. So. It's got like practice with the tall cleans and then a bit of practice with the clean pulls and then we finish with heavy doubles on the clean. So we're getting really close to game that we've done so much work on this. The legs have never been stronger. We've never been faster. This is like um, real Olympic weightlifting specialization drills. It's a lot of fun this session. So I can't wait to do this one. I think for me, it's the workout of the week. Yeah, f- probably from a coaching perspective for me, it's definitely a workout of the week where I'm like, I get to go really technical with the stuff that I know, find a new way to say it, and then get after people with it. So I'd agree with you there. I think we are right, Jamie. And <laughs> Elaine is wrong. <laughs> go Fran. <laughs> okay, so that's programming. So let's get on to it. We don't have much to talk about at events, but I do want to mention a couple of things. So just to keep us in tune we have game day coming up it's just two weeks out now just um saturday two weeks just for those who still haven't tuned into what actually we're going to do we are going to one rep max clean we have three lifts like usual and then we have an open workout which we've been training a lot for which is 21.1 this is the wall walks and double under workout it's going to be a shoulder fest and um i think wall walk is one of those movements that's so tricky to get good at but when we do i think we don't realize how beneficial it is across the board so i'm delighted we we chose this and i can't wait to see people attacking that one so that's coming up on the 2nd of december and then there'll be christmas party that night the other thing that's happening at the moment is the internship the internship applications have been flooding in they close in two days on friday so i know that there's people talking to coaches and it like saying I'm interested but I'm a bit mm, not sure or I'm a bit nervous or maybe it's not for me because I'm not a coach or whatever if you're interested at all you should put your name in and have a conversation at a minimum um, so they close on Friday the application form is on the website and uh, get your name in that's our events so we wanted to get on to a kind of a big topic today which is about coaches coaching and using your coach effectively. And I think when we look at BUA as a whole, when you pay your membership membership each month, you obviously get 
used to the facility, you get your class schedule, you get all these things. But what you're paying for more than anything is coaching. And I think as a coach, something that I always wonder is, does everyone really realize how much use you could get out of the coaching? And if you knew you could use it more to a f greater extent, would you start to? So we thought, thought we said, we have a conversation around using your coach more effectively. And we split it up into like three different modes. So as a coach, before a class is an opportunity to have a type of conversation with somebody. During the class then there's all types of conversation goes on and then after class. So I'm gonna ask you guys about how you like to use your coaches. And we'll start with pre-class. Is there anything that you do pre-class that you think improves your training quality once the class starts then? Yeah, well, I'm obviously in a very fortunate position where I train at 12.30 and Amy is my coach. So I have everything from between what 10.30 and 12.30 where I'm working with her anyway, whether we're doing class planning or whatever at the same time. So the conversation is always happening. So I'm very fortunate that way. I understand that. But what I very often do with Amy is I check with her. I'm like, here for this workout today, I'm thinking... And I give something, whether it's, should I go RX plus? I'm going to go RX today instead of RX plus, or I'm going to change this movement. I know it's not programmed. I know it's not in the notes, mm -hmm. but I think it'll benefit me more. And then it's like, what do you think? And she has a class plan in her head. And I know sometimes she's thinking of people like me when she class plans. So she's like, no, 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 no. I think you should do this. Follow what I have going. Here's your, your focus point for the day. So that's the way I try and use her pre-class. Yeah, so it's just to get you uh, on the same page as her, right? Yeah. Get her on the same page as me as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Elaine? Do you do anything pre-class when you're going in? I'm going to be honest. I'm a devil for showing up 60 seconds before class. I'm usually in the office or sometimes I'm screaming into the car park, which is something I am going to, I need to change. Hannah had a word with me about it this week. Yeah, oh, my coach had a word with me. It's like, because I have the tightest shoulders in the world particularly when it's kipping I keep saying yeah I'll show up early I'll show up early but I don't so that's something I definitely need to change and th the conversation is getting on the same page as our coach and I have 60 seconds then to do that and also I'm very aware that the coach has lots of other things to be doing as well pre-class but it's definitely a check in how you feeling how's the shoulder in general uh, depending on what the movement is but it's kind of that pre-checking of like the shoulder's not great or I haven't slept I haven't eaten or it's I am ready to attack this stay on me so it's that's kind of setting the scene for how I am body wise and mentally wise for the day yeah deadly yeah and it is a it is about that setup of a, a conversation that's going to continue for the next hour in like short bursts because really you know the coach is a lot of people to coach but I think when I'm coaching a class, if I've got individuals who I know are tuned into their workout, tuned into what they're trying to achieve, and they're getting me involved in that, I always appreciate it. Because the, the conversation can be much more effective, much snappier. We can just get to the point because the chats had happened beforehand. Like I know for me, it's very similar that um, I like to have a good think about it myself. Like here's what I would like to get from today. And I can just go up to the coach and say, here, here's what I'm thinking today. What do you think? And I want to get their input. And they, it gives them a chance to say, mm, uh, yes, that, but maybe have a think about something else with it. And um, there are days where, like you, where I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join in today, but please know I'm doing RTP. I'm just about hanging in there today. 
or there's other days where I'm saying, here, hammer me on my catch position, like hammer me on it today, because I really want to get it nailed. And then the person says, okay, well, that's what's valuable to this guy. I can get on board with that, you know? And it's a narrowing of the focus. But I think going too broad might be difficult because the coach has, you know, a million things to think about, like you said. If you can go preloaded, I think it definitely helps you in your hour get something. What about then when the class starts? Is there anything you do in the class with the coach to enhance the the back and forth? Yeah, um, this kind of depends day to day for me. Um, one, on how I'm feeling, and then two, what we're actually training for the day. So on things like, say, a heavy lifting day, say next Monday we're doing the heavy cleans, right? Everything up to the point of probably the end of the clean pools and before the heavy cleans start, I'll want Amy, like, hammer me, like, make sure you do this, make sure you do this, make sure you do this. And, like, hammer me, hammer me, hammer me, hammer me. Before, right before I lift, the whole way through the prep, go for it. And the second it's, like, three, two, one, go with something like cleans, leave me alone technically, and then just roar or shout or encourage me or be like, right, come on, you're ready, let's go, that type of thing then. I need that, that gear shift from my coach where very technical, very focused, and then whenever we get into it, just support. So that's what I always want. And I'll very often, what I'm trying to get better at, I used to be brutal for this, was I'd go to Amy and be like, when we're working on whatever, be like, here, make sure that I actually finish my leg drive here. Can you watch a rep? Or my setup is a thing now as well, where I had to pull her over the other week and go, where where are my shoulders now? Are they in the right spot? And she'd be like looking and doing all the angles. And she's like, no, try this. And I'd say, oh. And i just pull her across where possible and go, watch. Yeah, that's why I love to use my coach. Yeah, deadly. What about you, Elaine? Once you're, once you're up and rolling, is there anything you do? 100% the exact same. It depends on whether it's uh, like a tech, more technical day or like yesterday, Hannah just had to leave me alone. God love her because I was having a terrible day with the double unders and she came over and she was like, just do singles. It's fine. Because I wasn't meeting the stimulus because I was just fighting with my rope the whole day. So she, we had a conversation in one of the rest periods and regrouped and then got my focus got back on track which was brilliant versus on a technical day it's what is the thing and for example with the clean it's finishing my drive just keep at it keep at it keep saying it and like that here will you look have i done it did i get it that time and sometimes we'll even look at, um, i record everything i video everything sometimes i do have to slow it down because it can be just that slight you have it but you don't t- you know you're not 100 percent. you're about 75 percent there so it can feel like i'm getting it but i'm not getting that full extension uh, and that's what i need to get my next pb we know that uh, so yeah that's been carrying through all our sessions so it is having a focus and not being like is my clean okay do you know it's mm. is this thing get specific um and again it depends on the day but yeah i love feedback yeah and i think the thing is coaches want back and forth the, it doesn't want to be just one uh, way traffic with the communication we'd like the person it like the whole thing gets better if the person who's receiving the coaching is tuned into their thing yeah and they're asking and then receiving and then there's a like there can be the follow-up and the follow-up because that's where the progress is definitely made um i know for me like it's slightly different i um this is a funny one but we, we talked about this recently about impressing your coach like something that we'll notice as a coach walking around is someone will hit a lift and the first thing they'll do is eyes shoot to you because they're looking for that either approval or feedback or did i do the thing yes or no and that's me i'm in class 
I hit it. I'm like, I want to practice the drill that the coaches give me. So by the time they get around, they're like, that's perfect. And I want to show the coach that I'm, I'm here. I'm working on it. Did you see it? Did you see that? Did you see that? Because it really helps me. Okay, I'm doing the right thing. And if I'm trying really hard to get it, and I think I hit it, and the coach says, "No, you're you're not quite there." I can go, "Oh, okay." So that's that's not lack of focus. That's not me being lazy. I thought I was doing the thing, but actually, the feedback is the valuable bit there. I'm like, how it feels doesn't necessarily match up with how it should look. So that's I think how I use it most. Then there is that second layer of here. I'm trying to get this. Can you let me know if you're seeing that? Um, and it can be, it's legit a five second conversation. It's one rep and the coach can move on from me. And they can almost like, then they know I'm okay for the next few minutes. Like the next two drills, it's, I'm focused. Yeah. I know what I'm working on, I'm good. Something else I think is, this is kind of from me coming from a coaching perspective too, is like I tell Amy what I want from her as a coach as well. I'm like, roar at me today, leave me the fuck alone today give me loads of technical today and when my people do that to me where they're like here don't fucking talk to me for the next hour i'm like cool i'm gonna check in thumbs up eye contact and leave it at that and other people like to give you an example owen delaney is i've talked about him in this podcast before but he's one of my favorite people to coach ever because he'll come up to me and go you said a thing to me six weeks ago we haven't had a chance to practice it since then because we've done different things. I really want to work on it today because I think you're spot on. I think that's just going to help me. Can you hammer me on that today? I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, it can be so far removed from my class plan. It could be like, I don't have the space for this, but I'm like, he's so focused. Let's go. Yeah, that's someone taking ownership of their yeah, progress, right? Like, you tell me what you want, tell me what you need, and I am on board all yeah, the time. Yeah. And look, I think it's perfectly fine to just show up, do what you're told. I think if that's what you'll use the classes for, that's absolutely fine. Uh, I also think though, it's um, you've got to open yourself up to the to the option of having a more involved process if you really want, because I think that's the key. Um, there are days where I don't want a lot of involvement. I'm like, I am just here to move, and I know I'm not going to be exactly what I should be, but I'm here and I'm good. But then most of the time for me, the more involved it is, the better. I mm. feel like I work better with people than on my own. So I think it's I think it's a it's an important thing to start asking yourself. I wonder could I get more from my coaching? There's this one last piece, which is, you know, class is done, workouts over, and you're sitting around chatting afterwards. Is there anything that you get from the coach after class, or you can go and get that you find useful for the overall process? Um. I know for me recently, something I've been conscious of is, I think, did we talk about it on this? Like your role within the class. So I've been kind of, I've talked to you about it probably more than Amy, to be honest, Jamie, but like checking what am I like in a class? Like is my body language okay? I know on lifted days I can sometimes seem a little bit aggressive. And I'm like, is this too much? Is it too little? And then I counterbalance that some days where I'm a bit of a clown. So I'll check with Amy and be like, was that like did I ruin your class? Was I okay in that? So I'm always checking with how my general uh, vibe is in the class because I know I know that I can influence a whole room. So it's checking that I actually do that. And then again, I'm very fortunate. I work with Amy all day, so she can say something to me that's like, "Here, you did this really well today. Here's what I noticed though, and I know you don't want me to coach you in the middle of the workout, so I've saved it for now." And she gives me a thing for the next day. 
and I always like that because I like letting things percolate so mm-hmm. I can really I can process it and then it's mine Deadly. very good what about you Elaine? Um, yeah the la- like see the two minutes directly after the um, buzzer goes I just think it's so important for like fist bumps and I just need something someone to tell me well done like you did brilliant today even if you didn't like yesterday Hannah was like well done on sticking with you know skipping or the the rope or whatever like those just that initial like well done I I agree with you so much I think it's such an important little piece it's just the like let's let's put a full stop at the end of a session and you know you put in the effort it's nice for someone to come around and say yeah here this went well today well done but I can't go that deep during that so I have my coach's hat on here as well at the same time so those 60 seconds to two minutes claps put everything away then it's more direct where it's like yeah I said well done and then it's okay if someone comes over to me looking for feedback I'll get the next layer deeper same with me yesterday after we did fist bumps and claps then I was like right Hannah what am I gonna do what am I gonna do (laughs) do you know what I mean so it's that next layer down Uh, so I think there is a two-parter and then there's the next level which is how what am I working on next how am I gonna get xyz and that comes into open gym mobility whatever's whatever's next so after class please don't run away there's so much value Mm -hmm. in you know five minutes after class yeah absolutely I think it's a scary decision to go and get feedback because you might get the feedback you don't want to hear mm-hmm. i think that's the risk and i think if you go looking for it in a, in a really genuine way like here i'm i would love some general feedback how you think i'm doing and um do you think my effort is where it needs to be do you think my focus is where it should be do you think i need to stop doing something or start doing something like and if you're really ready for the answer uh, and you have a good relationship with your coach you might just get something that's really important because uh, we, we're not always perfectly self-aware of how we're doing things and like I know I, I did a course with you James uh, two years ago and I went after I remember on lunchtime it just occurred to me like I wonder how I was in the room today so I, I asked yourself and the other two coaches who we knew there I just said like how did I show up today and the feedback I got was really interesting I learned how I was being perceived, not just how I was being in my own body as I was doing it. And it's different, it just is. And it helps me then go, okay, well, that's another thing to add into the pot. And I think with our training, because we see a coach every day, we can get some really valuable stuff. And if the relationship is strong, you might get the hard stuff, which is really where all the gold is. you know. Uh, and when I'm a coach, and someone asks me for feedback, I have to take that really seriously, that question. Because I really wanna tell them, what I'd love to see them do more of. It's like, here's what I love what you do. And then, but if you're gonna step up your game or if you're gonna really grow into something else, here's where you trip up. And that's a hard thing to be able to give someone if you're not used to it. But I think every now and again with your coach, it's it's to stay in touch daily so that you can have those broader conversations every now and again and get some real good stuff. So uh, I think it's an interesting topic. I think we're probably, People go to class and they know the coach is busy and they're just in their own zone. I think there's more to be gotten from it. And I don't think you should miss it, frankly. Yeah, just on that as well, like we obviously had a big transition period here in Santry where Gillian moved to Nice and then we had a fluctuation of coaches. And just as the prime example of how important having a regular coach is, my training was never more inconsistent than during that six or eight week period where I didn't have a consistent coach. On Mondays, I was always good because you were coaching 
and I have that relationship with you, Jamie. So I was like, oh, deadly there. And you can just check with me and go, here, you train at lunchtime? I'm like, yeah, even if I want to or not. Whereas now I have Amy and credit to Amy. She's a gangster like this. She books me into class sometimes. She's like, you're not missing today. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's your day. And then we were warming up one day last week and my my thing about doing comp sessions on Saturday is I have an agreement with Jill because it takes away my Saturday mornings completely. She's like, go do one a quarter and I'm fine with that. And Amy just went to me, during a warm up, you haven't done comp class in a while. You must be due your quarterly. <laughs> and I was like, th- like that's the part for me. I'm like, that's what I'm imagining I want to be like as a coach as well where I can just walk up to someone and go here you've told me this thing before I know it's important and there's that thing yeah I'm tracking you yeah exactly and because I've shared it with Amy she knows about it so we have that great relationship I was like that's that's what I want with all the people who do the morning classes all the time if they can share just little teeny bits with me the more they give me the more I can give them back the fitter they get the stronger they get and the, the people who do that the best I think also get the best results yeah, amazing. Okay, deadly. So let's move on to the next topic, and we're going to talk recommendations. And you know, we're all always consuming things, right? Listening, watching, reading, and I always think getting a recommendation you can't beat it because you just pick up on something you might miss. So um, I tell you what, I'm going to go first here. Um, I watched a documentary recently, and I just found it to be really interesting. I think I think it's on. What's the fucking name of that thing? Amazon Prime. I think it's on Prime. Um, but if you Google it, you'll find it. It's called This Is Not A Movie. And it's a little documentary about a journalist who, I think he I think he died a couple of years ago, um, Robert Fisk. And he's always like my favorite journalist to listen to. English journalist, but he, he's been to all the big war zones. And he's, he's a frontline reporter. And just a guy who has a perspective that is very global you know he doesn't he's not really regional um specific so he has the broad context and everything so he was he was based in northern ireland during the troubles he ends up in like the lebanon he goes middle east gulf war iraq war afghanistan syria and you you get footage from his really early days and you get footage from really up to date and just a perspective that's so unusual because he's just seeing the worst things, but then also has this like historical, philosophical point of view on things. It's slow, not gonna lie, it is. But I think um, with everything that's going on, all the awful things going on at the moment, it gives another perspective on it. And I just think it's worth a watch. So if you're into your political history or history at all, it's worth checking out. It's called This Is Not A Movie. James, have you got anything lighter for us? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, I love reading. Um, so I've been reading a lot recently. I actually got a book. It arrived last week. I started it on Monday afternoon and I finished it on Monday afternoon. It was uh, a lot shorter than I thought it was. And again, it was about creativity. You know, I'm really interested in reading all about this. And I want to recommend two books. This is the first one and this one has some value in it like if you have any sort of creative pursuit at all but i also want to recommend it because i see so much value in spending the time reading like i know how much it has changed me as a person and this is such an easy read for something that isn't like 
bubblegum nonsense like there's actually something valuable in it so i feel like i could give this book to someone who's like i really like reading and they could still get something from it and read it pretty comfortably because it's not a heavy read but with value does that make sense yeah so the book is the secret of the highly creative thinker how to make connections other won't others won't and like every other page is just a picture like it doesn't have any writing on it so it's such a quick read and it's well segmented there's like four or five parts to it so you could even read a part at a time it's super easy yeah lane's gonna read it i love it i'm, I'm the reader who has yeah. been well i'm the person who wants to have a microphone in front of me i'm that person who i hate reading i want to read but my mind doesn't allow me currently so i think that would be something that would be deadly yay are you finished yeah, I started it and finished it on Monday. Yeah. So I have another recommendation. Um, this one is taking me a lifetime to read. It's Elon Musk's biography. Well, controversial. Yeah, I told controversial. you it was controversial. Remember I told you? You did. Um, and I have real mixed emotions about Elon Musk. Like, that dude is a psycho, and I'm really learning that in this book. But it's also hard to deny just how impressive he is as a person, considering he owns four companies, all valued over a billion dollars. Like... It's actually insane what he's done and the way he works and the the way he deliberately chooses to lead, I think sometimes is horrendous and equally impressive. Like he's slept in the Tesla factory, he slept in the SpaceX factory, slept at PayPal, slept in Twitter now. And the most recent one, whenever he slept in Twitter last year, it's not because he needed to. But it's because he was doing all these layoffs and firing so many people. He's like, I only want hardcore people. I only want people who really give a fuck, who want to work hard. And he's like, and I have to show them what that actually looks like. So I'm going to spend the night. Does, does uh, sorry, first of all, the author is a famous Yeah, Walter bio- Isaacson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so he's, he's done. The best. He's my favorite biographer. He's done Da Vinci. He's done Jobs. He's done, mm. yeah, pick the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And does any of the dark side of most come across in it yeah right, you horrible. get it yeah i'm like really torn between i don't know if i'm a fan of him or right. not like because okay. there's a real horrible side to him but it also opens up another side because your man lays it out really well i think where he goes elon does all these things and then he i don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing but he blanks it like he forgets about it like there was a story he was telling where one of his tesla employees came up to him and goes nine months ago you did this thing like do you remember like i have not forgot like i lost sleep over this and elon is like i don't ever remember seeing you ever like he's just so in the moment all the time trying to achieve this thing and like that's now i say it out loud i'm like it's actually horrible <laughs> he, yeah. he tears someone apart and then totally the, forgets well, what well, he's trying to achieve it's because he's trying to do something i get that side of it yeah but it's yeah i i guess and it can be a run over everybody to do it because the thing is more important than all the people who are that's exactly his perspective yeah yeah yeah, okay i'm I'm actually interested even though i I find the guy fairly hard to take yeah but his backstory is very interesting too like and like he's lost a child and all of that jazz like they they died in his arms type shit like wow yeah there's another side to him as well that is like oh okay interesting deadly so what sorry the name of the book do you know the name of it is it just called it's just called elon musk elon musk yeah Okay. By Walter Isaacson. He does that with all his books, yeah. Lane, have you got um <laughs> I <laughs> Well, in a shock to nobody, it's not a book. 
<clears throat> but in a shock to me mostly it's uh um it's about history no it's hamilton the musical it's a musical guys and it's on disney so you can watch it uh so i have watched this i can't i've lost count of how many times but i do this thing where i'm when i'm hung over i can't deal with new information so i was hung over yeah thanks james <laughs> New information <laughs> is not good for my brain. So I had to know the start, middle and ending of whatever I was watching. Usually it's actually Shutter Island or Inception that I watch. Yeah, I know. But really? Yeah. But this was a bad one. So I had to go for Hamilton. Uh, but Hamilton, if you don't know. Is How many times have you watched it? Oh, actually, not that many because it only came on to Disney about 18 months ago. It's maybe double digits. Now. Here, I'm confused. Hamilton is a stage play. It's a stage, so it's the so stage did they make production. a movie on it? Yeah, no, it's the original Broadway production. So you get the full. So, so they just filmed. Cast, um, yeah, the they thing. filmed it in. So it's with the original Broadway cast. Sorry, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, it's about the uh, life of American founding father, American founding father Alexander Hamilton, and uh, it's the original Broadway production. Jamie's just disgusted with my recommendation. No, no, I'm, I'm open-minded um, here. And it's been on Broadway since <laughs> since 2015. So it has never closed. It's just always open because it's an amazing show. Um, it's travelled around the world. It's been converted into, I don't know how many different languages. Um, but it is on Disney and it's the original Broadway cast. So I think it was filmed in 2017 maybe. And it's Lin-Manuel Miranda um, who has since gone on, well, he was always an amazing, uh, but he, this was what made him famous. But he's done Moana and he's done In the Heights and he's done loads of amazing, uh, like, Jamie musical things, you know, since then. But uh, the music is really different. Um, it's like hip hop, R&B, pop jazz soul like it's really influenced i have seen like very small like uh, clips of it mm, it's good you like it? it yeah i really like it and the topics i mean i'm not interested in history but i could tell you loads of stuff about george washington and alexander burr and these people that i have no idea you could wrap it here wait <laughs> i'm gonna be really uh, embarrassing like i i didn't know any of these people's names before i watched the thing and then i was like oh they're all black i was like i really thought all these american people were white you know back in the day all the original but sure the whole cast is it's it's a non-traditional cast so yeah it's amazing like it's it's just the different yeah watch it it's just the most unexpected thing. There you go. Sounds like, sounds like you really like it. Watch <laughs> musicals and... Um, so have you seen this in person? No. In so I theater, have my tickets right. for September uh, in the Borgosh Energy Theatre. Oh, it's good. And here. I bought them a long time ago. My friend bought them a long time ago. Uh, so it is finally coming to Ireland. I would love to see like the original cast. Amazing. Very good. Okay. that's. And where is it on? Disney. 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 Plus. Yeah. Okay, that's recommendations, lads. <laughs> we have a shout-out to do. And this shout-out actually came directly from Mariella in Smithfield. She's got a member there who has been struggling with wall walks. Her name is Sandra. And it's been one of those, you know, uh, that's her Everest. And recently has started to make the progress. So starting to overcome it. And then we had a wall walk workout last week, I think every week yeah we had one last week and she went came in and she managed to do the full workout with the wall walks in it and she just said uh she just knows sandra how much that it's been a struggle and then she's seen the progress and i think wall walks like i mentioned earlier they're they're like a one of those movements that is 
a bit terrifying like you know when you don't want to do a box jump and it can feel like the scariest thing of all time and i think wall walks are similar because if you don't trust yourself to go upside down you've got that slow progressing towards the wall and as you get closer it gets more and more terrifying so i think as i think to overcome I think it's harder than most things. We can all figure out a barbell over time. We can be frustrated. Like with the double unders, we can be frustrated. But it's not terrifying. And I think the wall walks are. Yeah, so I think that's a big difference. So um, anyone who makes the progress, and I always think that's, like, once that's overcome, you can almost do anything after that. Like, it opens it up. So well done, Sandra. Big shout out. And um, well done to Mariella uh, for getting her, helping her get there. Okay, we have some overrated, underrated. Okay two weird ones this week huh so the first one we've been talking about for three weeks it's, it's never it's never made the list because you're like i don't think we can do that and it's it's grown legs right isn't it like it's been discussed now at length on the ground so we said let's just do it and get it out of the way so uh james rankin you're going first overrated underrated basin in the sink overrated underrated oh. <laughs> i'm gonna say overrated oh, i thought you were going to say underrated there i said like, jamie you're lying i don't my mom does this and my grand did it like that's where i first picked it up and that's why i've teased you about it because i'm like it's a country thing like, my <laughs> granny my granny lived in rural donegal like didn't have for 50 years didn't have neighbors like genuinely within a mile no one nearer so that's where my mom had it from and i never got it my mom always had it in the utility room basin but not in the kitchen sink <laughs> and i'm like I just didn't get it and you are certain uh, i i don't understand and amy is the one who brought this up in here wasn't it because she has it at home and she didn't understand why she's like yeah why in the actual fuck yeah. do we have so this you thing? have the explanation as to I, what it I is i think i have a reason yeah. yeah because i grew up in a house with a basin in the sink and i'd say uh if i went over there today there'd be a basin in the sink still and i think it's because if you don't have a dishwasher which we never had growing up we always just did all the dishes in the sink that you, you pour in the sooty water into the basin, you wash them in that, but then you if you're gonna rinse them, you need to have a, like somewhere to put the rinse water and you can't just keep filling up the sink with fresh water because the suds go out of it, all that sort of thing. So I think it's to like have that, we didn't have the second fancy sink either. You know the rinse sink that people have now? We just had a sink and a base, the fancy rinsing sink. So I think it's for that reason. But like, I, I think Amy decided to go home and say, why do we have a dishwasher? Why do we need this thing? <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Most Amy thing today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lose uh, sleep over. Yeah. And, and sorry to call out Tracy. I think Tracy was like, maybe you're right. <laughs> Why do we have it? <laughs> because we always have had ones. Yeah. So Elaine. Well, I have to just start this conversation by I in open gym last night. I brought this up. Someone was, I was asking for overrated, underrated suggestions. And, um, 45 minutes later. No, not, not, a, no extra work got done last night. And I literally had to end up kicking them out. I was like, lads, I have to go home. I've had enough of this. I do. I get paid to talk to people about basins in their sink. But the conversation ensued and Jamie, girl Jamie, we'll call her for this, uh, for the purpose of the podcast to differentiate, was disgusted at even the idea that someone would have a basin in their sink. When I said, I think that that's what my mom does, just like I think and I don't see there's a problem with it. It was as if I said, my mom washes all of her cups in the toilet. <laughs> like she was Horrified. disgusted. And she's like, 
you're disgusting germs like you're gonna die <laughs> like so she's a real germaphobe but yeah this conversation grew legs okay so my reason why i'm saying underrated is for a very specific specific reason and a specific example number one the environment that's my like that's what i think you're saving water because you're using water and reusing water and then the environment the, of the world the environment of the right, world okay. you know save the water and all the rest save the plants and the trees and all the rest okay and very specifically when i build my house which is happening i want a big belfast sink i can't fill up that belfast sink because i specifically want to be able to wash my barbecue grill in the sink so it needs to be massive i need to put a basin in there because otherwise i'm just gonna waste loads of water do you know something i have one of those things at home in the kitchen and I adore it. I think it's such a nice thing. Sure, you have a basin. I wouldn't, absolutely couldn't put a basin in the thing. Because it's, it's, it's like the thing that kills me that I've finally given into is putting a cover on my iPhone. Someone's designed this thing to be a gorgeous product. And then I have to put this fucking yoke over it. Do you have it. the lovely white ceramic Belfast sink? Whereas yeah. I, no, I, I want like a modern, I want the shape and depth of a Belfast sink. Right. But it's going to be. Chrome or something. Chrome and basin ready. And basin ready. But you know, save the environment. I wonder. I wonder what the what the consensus will be here. I wonder will there be basins? I'm dreading finding out. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Okay. Uh, One more. And this one, this one's important. One. Ready? Uh, James Rankin, you're going first again. Overrated or underrated? Rescuing insects. Overrated, overrated, and it's even worse when you when you say it out loud, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Underrated. Yeah, so I'm on the underrated side here as well. Um, I feel like I should get a chance to clarify my stance here before you go on. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 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 Come on, explain yourself. I have no problems whatsoever with insects. They can. Go fly and sit and crawl wherever they want. I don't actually care. We had a butterfly in here for like nearly a week, didn't we? We did. I couldn't, like, beautiful. I love it. It can stay on its own. I live with people who don't like insects. And their reaction is, get that. So you're so you're <laughs> the hitman. So I'm the hitman. And it's not get that and put it outside. It's kill that thing so it never comes back. And my mum has always been like that. Jill is like that. And Paige is most certainly like that. She shits herself whenever she sees an insect. So I'm just like, I've got to fucking protect my girls. So I kill them and flush them down the toilet most of the time. Not that I want to, but, but your reaction. But you're a mass murderer. Is, but I'm a mass murderer, yeah. yeah. Put me away. <laughs> I was So this came up because I was, uh, I was at home the other day getting the shower and it was an insect in the shower i was like oh when i turn on that shower that insect's gonna drown to death so i had to actually make a decision do i just say okay there you go i'm just because i would have no problem with the thing just staying there but it's gonna die and then i had this moment of i wonder what level of consciousness that little insect has like like i wonder does you know, they, I've heard a great uh, description of consciousness, which is, it's like something to be something. So is it like something to be a bat? So that, that's the big one. And a bat is used all the time because it's kind of big enough that it's definitely an animal. 
but it's, it's still a small animal. And you start thinking, like, it's definitely like something to be a dog. But what about a bat? And then how far down do you go? And then I think of the little insect, and I go, it has to be something to be like that thing. And it has a life. And it might even be another day. And I could just go, ah, I won't bother, and just hit that on button. So I went and got a piece of paper, and I got him. Had, I had to terrify the life out of him to get him on the piece of paper to bring him outside and put him out and let him live the rest of his life. Is that not the, the thing to do? Which is probably like a week or something. It could be a week. Yeah, it's not that long. But, but for it, it could be long. Yeah. It's a whole week. I know. What about you? You're like, it's only a month. You're fucking. Be grand. Get rid of her now. No, well, I did say underrated because I have rescued bees in the past. But I wouldn't think twice about killing a spider. I will be honest. Not a fan Hold of on. spiders. So I am. Um, oh so I. Yeah, I know. But I have gotten better. I have to say, in my old age, of being like, do you know what? The spider's probably not going to get me in my bedroom. It's gone. Like good luck. But if it's in the sitting room, I'm like, it'll probably be gone in the and, morning. And there was an interesting story where you saved a hog hog hedge. <laughs> was it was it a hog hedge? <laughs> tell him uh, Jamie yeah I know I know it's not an insect but I call it a hedgehog by accident hedgehog <laughs> um, I rescued a hedgehog because I thought I drove over it so it was walking it was in the middle of an estate and I was driving and I was driving at a lane speed and I was like oh shit there's a hedgehog a hedgehog <laughs> and I keep doing that a hedgehog and um, so I stopped and I had a scarf and I put him into my scarf and put him into my car and was like fuck I'm after crossing this thing you know, he was all rolled up so I brought him home and as I was going home I could see him moving on the floor so I was like okay thanks be to God he's alive so I was like dad come on out wait till I show you what I have <laughs> and he was like what the fuck is that <laughs> in your car he went mental and I was like well, we have to save it like what am I going to do because I think I definitely scared him anyhow and he was like yeah okay yeah yeah and then I went inside I came back out. I was like where is he I fucked him over into the field <laughs> 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 no he said he placed him but I can picture him just going yeah. Woo! Uh, so yeah he threw him in the field across the road and then I told people the story afterwards and they were like I actually probably killed him because I separated him from his family or his babies or whatever he was doing yeah. So the intention was good. The intention was good. Yeah. That's irrelevant. Yeah, my intentions were there. My intentions were there. Um, <laughs> but then when you talk about insects, yeah, I'm selective because Lucy loves collecting insects and putting them in jars and stuff. And then like that's definitely killing them. Like they're, they're not going to survive. I don't think that's good for them though. I don't think that's good for them. But it's better. It's better than just ruthlessly just going. I think I've just squashed the thing. Yeah, I used to collect ladybirds as well and put them in a jar. I think one time I had twenty or thirty ladybirds in a jar, and like then I just go in and have my dinner that night at whatever time, and sure they be gone the next day. Yeah, so I probably am a bit of a murderer as well. Yeah, sounds like it. Okay, on that note. Lads, thanks so much. Jamie, we can't finish the podcast. Lucy uh, told me to say her name three times. I let Lucy listen to the podcast. Remember I told, I went to um, The Lion King a few weeks ago? Yes. She's like, Auntie Lane, I'd love to listen to your podcast. And I'm like, oh, I don't. I do a bit of cursing on it. So I was like, I can't let you listen to the podcast. Well, shout out to Lucy. Maybe the, our youngest listener. Is she, she listened to 13 minutes, Jamie, and she reckons she's the youngest seven-year-old. No. She's the only seven-year-old who's listened to, listen to it. 13 minutes and then she asked me to turn it off. 13 minutes. Okay, well, well done, Lucy. Well done, Lucy.